Hey, welcome back to the Legion of Renob, this 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 6. Uh, if you listen to the episode that came out at the beginning of January 2020, and it sounds vaguely familiar, then you're probably listening to an episode you've listened to before. Somehow our wires got crossed, and the Episode 6 was posted before Episode 5, and we didn't notice until now. So apologies for that. If you have listened to episode quote-unquote 5 when it originally released, it's probably episode 6, so you've probably heard this before. Don't stress it. Everything's fine. Nothing's falling apart. Uh, so if you want to listen to this episode again, or if this is your first time, enjoy the rest of the episode. And if you haven't listened to episode 5, go download that now and listen to it instead. That is the introduction to the diplomatically appropriate bow, and I just want to say that I am a uh, narrative genius, so I just want people to acknowledge that, maybe, for the first time. Anyway, have a nice show! You are all walking into this um, cathedral-sized entrance hall, surrounded by nobles. As you're walking up this purple carpet, you're being stared down by several people, whispering, gossiping, as you walk down the center aisle towards these manticore figures, uh, which sit at the very edge uh, next to a stone dais. Around every ten feet... A, I would say, maybe seven-foot-tall, half-woman, half-snake uh, stands uh, between... All crystal. Uh, so, like, bottom half... Which, which end? Bo- bottom, <laughs> bottom half... Fu- or is it, like, two-face? Uh, bottom half full snake, uh, top half full half lady, and, half? Yeah, like and they each face. have six arms. They, they're wearing the same sort of color scheme as the town guards... They have two scimitars at their sides. You guys get some scattered applause as you enter. Led by Filgstrom, you approach this, um, uh... Hot-ass snake. Hot-ass, no. You approach the, you approach the center, I would say, sort of altar-type scenario. Um, the manticores, uh, as you get closer, you see them. Uh, they've got sort of humanoid faces, um, with, uh, the, the larger of the two, the one sitting to the left, uh, has this regal sort of purple, uh, cape behind him instead of a set of wings, and he has a very spiky mane. It's almost as if his mane is made out of, like, uh, echidna, uh, spines. And, and the, uh, one to the right, it's, it looks very similar. They both have lion-like bodies, this one's cape is a little bit dappled with shades of yellow. She has uh, the face. It's sort of elven and small compared to her stoic father sitting to her left, uh, the face of Chloe Grace Moretz. Moretz. <laughs> um, I believe we lost that audio. <laughs> the face of Chloe Grace Moretz. The sultan, uh, who is obviously this manticore, nods at you uh, as you enter, and uh, Manuth... What noise does he make as he nods? Uh, is it a gruff or is it like a... It's, it's, it's a... <laughs> it's, a, it's, a small, it's a small nod, um, and Manu 13 stands now, in front of you. It uh, didn't answer my question, though, really. It, it makes a nod noise. It makes a nod noise! It doesn't make any sound! Uh, click, 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 click. Oh, he's a robot! <laughs> Uh, Manu 13 and uh, Kilgore Filgstrom uh, stand in front of you and do the diplomatically appropriate bow. Uh, do you all follow suit? Yeah, I got a wingman Cramwell. I actually do the, uh, I forget the 
the diplomatically appropriate bow and instead do uh, what I think is that, which is the Captain Falcon, come on! <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I do the deepest, lowest, diplomatically approved bow you've ever seen, my elbow almost <laughs> touching the floor. <laughs> my legs crouch. <laughs> um, and uh, you all do that. Does the pterodactyl Johnny do it as well? Yeah, the best that pterodactyl wings will allow. Okay. Yeah. I bow for no man. Oh, those are manticores. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you see, uh, so when the, you when this massive ten foot tall pterodactyl does a dab, uh, there's some scattered applause amidst the audience. You are uh, led by Manu Thirteen to the right, as uh, an Aracorkra. A uh, human. Wait, a, Clark, can pause for a second. Sure. What? So the princess. Have we seen her yet? Yes. Yeah. And it's just the the face of Chloe, the body of a snake. No, no. <laughs> you have been paying zero attention. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you, you have seen. <laughs> you have you you have seen. <laughs> you, you see the Sultana. Um, <laughs> you so many words. <laughs> <laughs> I use, you see the you see the sultana the sultana is a manticore much like her father she the sultana is the princess yes right? uh actually clark i think technically they're called womanticore <laughs> yeah i actually have been sitting on this i thought a fun name for this arc would be a uh, manticore and wife <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> That's not. Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> how long have you been sitting on that for? A week. I don't want to say. <laughs> See, what, what I had, I don't know if you like it, is uh, Romain decoring the stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, All right, so Clark, please describe it again so I have a, a mental image of what you're talking sure. about. <laughs> we already said it's Chloe Grace Lessets, but, but half of her is Two Face, but that Two Face half is a snake. <laughs> next, next scene. <laughs> no, none of that. So uh, she has a sort of lion-like body with uh, dark fur, dappled with blonde. Her, uh, she has. Uh, a mane that's made out of bristles, sort of that like a hedgehog or an echidna, and they are. Uh, <laughs> so, quick, someone say a knuckles color. I can't think of. Oh no! What are your oh, no. thoughts on chuckling? Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and her, her face, her face resembles as you get a closer, as you get a closer look as you pass her by, uh, Murdar. Her face resembles that of your coworker from a hundred years back, Cleavar. No, <laughs> Cleavar the Night Knight. Um, okay, what does her face look like though? Uh, her face is a, a, a very humanoid face compared to the rest of her is body. It, like, yeah, but it's like pretty. Is it fugly? We got like thick, high cheekbones that like don't look that good. Uh, that's why I gave you a name, <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz. Google that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, so I'm kind of, so I'm like half into it. Okay, Chris, Chris bad. is I'm confused. Like, can, I, can I roll? Can I roll a check? Exactly. Snake half. <laughs> hey, uh, Clark, I need to roll a history check. Okay, sure. <laughs> I want, I want to know if it is possible. For procreation between a human and a manticore. That sounds like an animal handling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so roll me an arcana check. Uh, history check is like, not something... Magically fucking? Is that what we're talking about? No, you... That seems like a biological... Hell yeah. Science check here. This is not... Tony, back me up here. Maybe survival. I'm a... <laughs> I'm a cleric that specializes in sexual healing. I'm Benson yeah. Boom Boom yeah. Boulder Breaker. You know, I think to be fair, it would probably be a nature check. Or actually an investigation check. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> you get all up in there with a magnifying glass. Oh, God! <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. 
Um, so a clue. So <laughs> uh, I think a uh, it, it is. It is, Chris. It is going to be an Arcana check because, and the reason behind this is, these are magical beings, magical so creatures. Um, they are not natural. And so you would not be able to know that. And you've never fucked one, so you would be able to roll history. <laughs> you don't know hey, my backstory. Yeah, you can't change his history. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> right, and I'm rolling. Okay, I got an 11. I can't believe Chris doesn't want his friends to know about this show. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are my friends. <laughs> I don't want you to know. So, uh, Mer- uh, Murdar, as you walk by pondering this, um, uh, so some gears are turning. You don't really understand the creatures themselves very much. Um, manticores, as far as you're aware, don't procreate with humanoids. But at the same token, you see a creature in front of you who resembles this big, uh, burly king guy and also one of your coworkers. So you might be led to believe that there is a possibility that, uh, the procreation is possible. Between these two beings. Interesting. <laughs> oh no, Caramel, he's going to try and steal your bride. No. <laughs> I, oh no. Well, he's Chloe, so maybe. I wasn't going to. Until now. <laughs> uh, there are five wedding parties to your left and right as Manu 13 announces you. Announcing representative from the East East Empire, Cramwell Emelnuon. Uh, and he points to Cramwell uh, and pushes you sort of at, in front of the party. Thank you, thank you. I don't usually get to speak in front of audiences like this, but it's lovely seeing you. <laughs> don't you hate it when one of your caravan wheels breaks down and you just have to go slower? <laughs> uh, Cramwell, roll me a performance check. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with Cramwell? <laughs> what, what is happening? It's Cramwell pulling out the sexiest man he knows, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Jerry the Bard. I like Jerry Seinfeld being like a, a puppet that he has with him. It's just a, a complete like of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> like, a fake, like a fake Jerry, entity, like Jerry, a marionette. Jerry, that's going to be a hot 12. <laughs> um... There's some scattered chuckles, like a little bit of, like, applause. Uh, yeah, that's all the, the reaction that you get. It, it wasn't a very good joke to begin with. <laughs> well, I just know, I just know that, that the, the ladies uh, love a funny man. <laughs> that they do. That's why you got scattered applause. That's why I have so many, so many friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I then I go up to her and I go don't you hate it wait uh, uh, before you you go up to her um, uh, Manu grabs you by the shoulder and shakes his head uh, as as it looks like you're about to approach Uh, are you going to let him stand in the way of love (laughs) I uh, I look at him concerned, and I go, "Don't you hate it when the guy who's leading you through won't let you go through?" Easy <laughs> 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 sort of ignores this and just holds you firmly by the shoulder. Do not approach. Um, this is apparently a very uh, ceremonial thing you guys are currently being a part of. As approaching from the king's right is the Aracorkra, uh, a man in white robes with sleeves that cover his arms. To the left of the sultana is a high elf, uh, sort of speaking, uh, speaking into her, uh, next to her in hushed tones with a leather jacket. As you all sort of get settled, the sultan speaks. I welcome you all to my fair city, suitors. I will now seek your intentions. And he, uh, he moves forward with his Aarakorkra. 
uh, and starts to speak in a language that most of you probably do not understand. Does anyone speak primordial? Uh, let me check. I figured Plick Pluck would be the one that might understand it. No. <laughs> Plick Pluck has very limited languages. Um, but thankfully, as he begins to start talking, um, the, uh, the Aerocorcoris speaks in common. Um, so he, he approaches the right side of the stage, and the Aerocorcoris starts speaking. On the right st- side approaches two figures, uh, who are sitting in the rows that are directly opposite you. It appears to be somewhat familiar, at least the, uh, the badging on the flags that they're currently holding. It's an orcish tribe. Uh, this orcish tribe, you can tell, is called, uh, uh, from your history check that you made, uh, half a season ago, is the Beastly Boys. <laughs> <laughs> And not only does that ring a bell, but a figure dolled up in uh, a sort of, I would say, a small orc. Um, So this orc, the the orc in question, who's being flanked by a much larger orc, the orc in question is wearing tribal makeup, but you can still see under that there's some familiarity to him. Uh, His name is Beepo. Uh, he formerly had a job as an intern in the city of Solaris, uh, before you guys got him fired. Oh, yeah. Clark's using my OC. (laughs) Do not steal. Um. Speepo X Cramwell win. (laughs) Then please borrow. (laughs) (laughs) Please borrow. (laughs) So, uh. Uh, Beepo speaks some orcish, which doesn't sound particularly confident, as the uh, giant orc behind him grunts, and he is being flanked, you can see, by a large phalanx of orcs. <laughs> the Aerocorca says, The Beastly Boys are intending on joining forces with Marlana in hopes that we can combine our military might and take over the entirety of the desert. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> You're awfully open about these plans. Next up, uh, the king nods. He doesn't appear particularly phased by this news. Um, the king nods and moves to the next group, um, which uh, are all wearing, I would say, very unusual armor, uh, carrying flags with a single uh, red dot in the center of them. Is this the return of Zao? Uh, in front, there is a, uh, I would say, uh, it's Zao. There's a samurai, <laughs> there's a, there's a samurai uh, missing an arm. Um, he, he appears to be a little older. Uh, he, he's definitely an elder for his people. They all appear to be humanoids of a specific uh, set race. And uh, he is in front of a, uh, I'd say, a a Japanese commoner. Um, Oh, no. uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Who is wearing sort of regal robage. Uh, They all are speaking a language which is foreign to even the translator. Uh, The Aarakorkra is uh, speaking some foreign language to the king. Um, and then, um, they have a conversation together as it looks like he casts some magic to understand their languages. The feudal lords of New Japan, settlers of the land eternal, seek refuge within our walls in hopes that we can come together as a people to learn from their culture. And then he moves across the aisle to a, uh... A group of highly militarized gnomes with a familiar flag above their head, Muffins. And there's no two people standing in front, but one singular person. Obermaster General Grumble Stash Headway. Uh, uh, and... Let's just too busy drawing Chloe and Lorenz. 
<laughs> and the, uh, oh, my arch foe. <laughs> I say in my head. <laughs> there, you mean you don't want to start a fight right here, right now? <laughs> so the, 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 they start speaking in gnomish together. Does anyone have gnomish as a language? If Dwarvish, is it, like, comparable, like, uh, Portuguese to Spanish? <laughs> Not at all. I have Sylvan. Is it comparable, like, tree to people? No. <laughs> not at all. Gnomish is spoken. Um, and then the Eric Corcoras announces to the audience, The rock gnomes of Blossom Ridge intend on bringing their full breadth of technology and military might to the land of Marlana. It hopes that we can conquer not only the desert, but the entire continent of Renab. So the uh, there's a, a ragtag group uh, to your left of maybe around 30 boys as the Sultan approaches their, their organization too. Their flag, and they've only got one of them, appears to be somewhat, I would say, um, ghetto? For lack of a better term, oh. it oh, is. Oh gosh, I'm kind of scared where this is going. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, like very like thrown together, um, of just like a, hey, that's our stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like this East East Empire flag. And the tabaxi, uh, there's a tabaxi directly in the front wearing a little crown, um, uh, and uh, they, so it's a defrancy. They <laughs> they speak common, um. Uh, and the king states, Name your intentions. And uh, the the tabaxi in front says, My name is uh, Catwell Emel Nuad Emel Nuad. My name is Catwell Emel Nuad. The the tabaxi, and these are the Association of Miscreants. We fully intend on bringing peace and uh, prosperity to uh, Marla now. Yeah, that's our intentions. Hmm. Hey, Clark, I want to look at the rest of his clan. Describe them to me. Uh, Yeah, it is. um, Roll me a perception check. (laughs) To look? Yes. You turn your head the wrong way, seeing a brick wall. Please critically right. fail this. I, I beg of you. I didn't. I didn't. But here we go. <laughs> I got a. I got a seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you get you get a good idea that this is this is just a sort of a roguish bunch of misfit random guys. It's not does not appear to be does not <laughs> appear to be a society or anything of that nature. They don't have uniforms. Uh, it is just a bunch of just fucking people. Uh, I want to look. I want to look and see if somebody looks like me in this group. <laughs> Meowdar. Yeah. Cat pluck. They're fighter buffins. <laughs> Buffin, buffins. Manson buffins. Yeah. yeah uh, with that seventeen. Just a short balding man. <laughs> with, that, with that seventeen, Mardar, um, you see uh, among them there is a fighter appears. He's holding a, a like a spear. And his face is kind of like, or his mask is kind of like a bullet bill. Like, he sees through the teeth okay. area. But it's not like a, it's not like a Tarasque mask. Okay, so, okay, that's anti-Murdar. Alright, yeah. I look for, uh, obviously we got Catwell, who's Cramwell. Is there a, uh, yeah. anybody else? Uh, there's a, uh... Or are you not prepared Yeah, let's say, question? let's say, let's go ahead and let's do the Mirror Mirror episode again. Uh, you see a handsome-looking... Um, a short era Corkra in their crew. Um, and then, uh, just a fucking massive, uh, saber tooth cat. Wearing a, wearing a... Oh, he's a better you, Wolfen! Uh, oh, who isn't? Wearing a, a little cool. bell on the left side of his hat. <laughs> That might be the opposite of what I said. I don't remember. (laughs) 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 And finally, the king comes to you, uh, Cromwell, as this gentleman is still holding up your shoulder. Cromwell of the East East Empire, what are your intentions with my city? 
I whispered to Cromwell, same booty. It's the most romantic thing anyone's yeah. said so far. What are your intentions well, with this arrangement? <laughs> We're gonna make it <laughs> Well, <laughs> you see, my clan and I have brought back nature to most of the desert. And you hear an assorted group of gasps from the audience. So these people who stand before you and try to rule the desert are planning to rule next to nothing. (laughs) I plan on conquering not only the desert, but the nature and the sea. (laughs) And the king, this is the first time, the sultan, this is the first time you've seen this reaction from him. He raises a single eyebrow. And then the Aracorcra translates that statement into several other languages. And you hear some mixed gasps. To the left uh, of the altar, there appear to be eight figures, all dressed in uh, cleric robes, uh, who uh, are muttering furiously at each other with Cromwell's... uh, his uh statements now out there now let me let me riddle you one thing do you want to be the leader of a bunch of sand and dirt or would you like to be the king of trees and water oh trees and people i do want to i will i want to point out something to you guys uh cramwell quickly roll me a persuasion check and what were you gonna do murdar uh, I look at the group of uh, twin us and I go, "Fuck you guys! That was a labor explanation." <laughs> yeah. I give him the finger. You group of weirdos. I got a I got a fifteen. <laughs> I assume that group is really nice, so I really want to be an asshole because <laughs> they're mega us anyway. So so Murdar, you begin to start speaking and, and insulting and jeering at this other crew, and they all they all sort of chuckle at each other as you do so. Um, uh, behind, <laughs> can't wait till directly. Di- directly next to the directly between both groups, both parties. <laughs> Um, there's one of these snake women, um, which half snake, half lady, six arms, that whole deal. All sexy. Uh, 100% 100%. sexy. (laughs) And she, she turns, uh, Murdar, as you're, as you're shouting these things, she turns to you and hisses, decorum in the court. I wasn't talking about the legend of decorum. Decorum in the court. Is that Mega Sherry? Guys, wait, that just gave me an idea. We set, we give them a sacrifice. Hmm. No one else has done it yet. Uh, do we have a sacrifice? Sherry, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, wait, we kind of already did sacrifice her. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's in my head. I'm, I'm sorry, old habits die hard. <laughs> so as you're muttering to your, your cohorts... Uh, yeah, I'll gladly just die if you guys want. I'll take this bastard with me, too. It'll be great. I'll go open it. Yeah! Do it! That's a great idea. Uh, Murdar, roll a wisdom save. <laughs> you have an aneurysm. What's <laughs> my wisdom save? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the stupidest way to die on a podcast. I, I, you won't believe this, but a nat 20. Okay. I don't believe it. <laughs> Murdar, uh, Murdar you, you feel like you're about to summon a fireball at your feet, and then you just stop. <laughs> Sherry, Sherry, Sherry. Where's your sense of humor? <laughs> <laughs> sherry, sherry, sherry. Decorum in the court. I also say that. <laughs> well, I sort of uh, lost it with uh, my entire body. <laughs> we'll try to get that back. Why you gotta be such a complainer about these things? Oh my, oh, yeah. sense, I forgot. Sense of humor was in her feet. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot that, like, body was around here, right? I, mean, I forgot that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you hear that? Nothing remember why we were here. Wait a minute. We do have a sacrifice. It's a... Right, it's a... 
It's a how would you like to do something for the greater good? I rolled a 15. <laughs> for what? For my persuasion check, you asked me to do a half hour. <laughs> uh, it, your argument... <laughs> your argument is... Um, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad one. I will say that. Um, you're taken by some of the crowd of nobility. It seems like a bringing... Bringing a life back to this portion of the desert seems to be a noble goal. Um, and, and some of the crowd is taken with you. Uh, but, um, as you, as you all turn to Itza in, uh, in wanting to sacrifice her to a society that doesn't appear to, uh, value that in any way. We have, well, we haven't proven they don't like that yet. Sure. They haven't said anything. <laughs> sure, that's absolutely fine. Uh, the the doors, the entry hall, uh, slam open. All of the uh, snake women come on guard, and from there, a, a small gang of I would say thirty high elves approaches, wearing leather jackets. Oh no! Barbarians rules. <laughs> <laughs> Very high elves. Sultan Renab. Sultan Renab, we uh, we as the uh, barbarians west. <laughs> west Side Story. Dem- demand our ability to participate in the contest of suitors, says the uh, bad. I don't know. I don't know why, but I really like these guys. <laughs> Says the barbarian at the front, uh, with his, his slick back, uh, slicked back hair, and his uh, big pointy ears. Uh, he's got a nose ring, and he looks mean. Uh, and Sultan Renab approaches the center stage, and looks indignantly. And you can see. They're wearing a similar, uh, similar jacket to the person that's currently whispering into the ear of the Sultana. Uh, you see that the, the badging is all the same. And this... Hey, 13! Who's that? Um, uh, oh, that's, that's, um, uh, you're pointing at the, uh, the barbarian whispering into the Sultana's ear? Yeah. That would be the Sultana's friend, Bubbles. She is has been teaching the Sultana the various languages, but is currently working as a translator. She's the only one among the High Elves who knows Primordial, which is the language of our people. The Badbarian guy? No. There's a female Badbarian up with the Sultan. Gotcha. Sultaness. Yes. Huh. Seems like unfair competitive advantage. Yeah, no kidding. We might have a grease situation on our hands, too. Uh, before <laughs> you guys think that, however, Sultan Renab at center stage says, No. And the barbarians look indignant. What do you mean, no? Uh, and the Sultan continues. I took you in here as a gesture of goodwill towards the high elven people. But now you are citizens, and being citizens, you cannot participate. And they all look indignantly, and looks like they're about to approach when several of the snake women uh, all slither very quickly to the front and put their swords up, uh, and the barbarians look back for a second, and they look angry, and they leave. Man, barbarians being incompetent? That's... Wow. That's an unheard of. Yeah. I'm setting a new precedent today. <laughs> I welcome you all, my fair competitors, to the hand of my daughter. Right now, we shall take a small break of three days before we start the contest. And the first event shall be given to you in due time. It is a Okay, I hit pause and I go down to wait and I wait 3 days. <laughs> uh that is not going to happen. Yeah. This is where we get to like sabotage their airplane. Oh, Sly Cooper. Uh also uh I think you guys potentially possibly need a long rest. 
Some of you have not rested at all since uh, your trudge through the desert. So, accommodations will be provided for a place to stay. Please enjoy all of the hospitality that Marlena provides to you. Until then, I wish you all good day. And he does a diplomatically appropriate bow. And walks off stage, taking his translator with him. Uh, and the Sultana does a small nod and takes bubbles with her. And they go to the left out of sight. As the snake women begin ushering you outside into the city of Marlena. Except, they don't all do that. As your, <laughs> as your crew is stopped uh, as they lead everyone out, else out. Um, one of the snake women who has uh, large hooped earrings. Um, you're getting closer look at them. Who knows things? Who has an arcana? Uh, I guess me. <laughs> Uh, I have a plus seven. So I have a negative two. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to have a spellcaster like that. Uh, I got a twenty-one. Oh, that's really good. So, um, this this woman um uh, has sharp uh ears pointed like an elf. Um, her hair is colored green, and she has very large hoop earrings which uh, hanging very slightly. And she stops you all as you attempt to exit. Uh, at the at the edge. I am uh, a royal guard by the name of Balor. It is nice to meet you all. Uh, and she gives a little da- diplomatically appropriate bow. Um, Muffins, as, as she stops you at the very edge of the entrance hallway, you notice something about her in your studies. Um, this is a demon. Um... This is a Merolith. They are uh, half-serpents. They wield wicked blades and are known to possess keen minds and a finely honed sense of tactics. <laughs> she sounds like my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> hey! 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 On her waist is two scimitars. Um... I don't suppose you've know you know what you've done today. Uh, like obviously made ourselves look good and win this wedding competition. A hell of a lot better than that other group that looks kind of vaguely like us, <laughs> if I must say so. Uh, you must know before you head out into the city that you have painted a target on your backs, not only from participating in the contest, but. The Grand Clerics, you just threatened all their jobs. Well, let me tell you something, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> this is not her. This is not either. We don't know it's not also named Chloe. Let's <laughs> well, we do. Call me what you, you know wish. I missed the name. Continue, Murdar. Well, let, let me put you this way. In the last, like, fucking two weeks, we've been to hell, been back from hell, we went to a coliseum, fought a whole bunch of crazy shit, we, <laughs> we fought a robot pterodactyl, this guy turns into pterodactyls on the regular. He, he is still a pterodactyl now. We went now. to a city, fought robots, fucking fought a different cat, we put two moon necklaces together and made a bigger and a bigger cat. Oh, oh my god, we've done so much shit. I've almost died like 14 times. Uh, Cramble, I don't even know how he's alive. He's not really good at anything. Uh, I've been in prison four times. <laughs> and Plipluck went from being one thing to another overnight. So, I don't really know what your concern is. We're pretty much invincible at this point. High fives all around. <laughs> yeah! Woo, 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 woo. It's just us, like, fist pumping for yeah. ten minutes. <laughs> she has six arms, so she totally gets in on that. Okay. <laughs> I feel it's like, <laughs> it's like she doesn't even really want to, but she's like, man, I do have these arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, I admire your confidence and your candor, Murdar. I wish you the best of luck. 
I just thought someone should tell you before you head out into the lion's den. Is that what the inn we're going to is called? No, I believe you have accommodations provided for you that is not an inn, but a small settlement. Menu 13 will bring you there. See, I have a better plan. I turn away from uh, Chloe, and I'm like, I think what we should do is get a room at the inn, because they probably have traps and shit at the hotel that they're planning for us. Mm. If we go to an inn, we'll just deal with drunks and idiots. That's right. We can set up our own traps. <laughs> Some Looney Tunes <laughs> shit. Uh, can we buy an inn? We're painting a... Uh, Painting doors to make tunnels. Like, they're going to follow us into this. They just slam into it. It'll be great. Your plan is to not follow Manu 13 into the accommodations that they provided, but instead head towards the seedier part of town to get a tavern. Well, I mean, we didn't really discuss it yet. It okay, like, we'll, we'll follow Manu. We'll it was more like a show Manu. of power to Chloe that we had such a great plan. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, too? Yeah, let's go to this luxury free hotel. <laughs> Um, uh, Balor, uh, captain of the royal guard, gives you a diplomatically appropriate bow and makes her way out. Uh, Kilgore, uh, which, who was busy smoking outside, flicks his cigarette and says, Well, I done my bit. I am out of here. <laughs> if you all need any more illusionary magic, my rates are very reasonable. I'll see you later. And he makes his way out as well. Uh, Manu 13, uh, the, uh, desert elf with the conical ears and the dark complexion, puts his hand on the hilt of his sword and says, Are you all ready to adjourn? Yeah, I'm ready for bed. It's been a day. Has it been a day? Uh, and he, uh, heads toward outside of the castle and to a waiting gondola. Gross. What? <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. Oh, I thought you said a well, waiting gonorrhea. Oh, God. It's a, it's a common mistake. <laughs> and we'll see you next week on the Legion of Renom. <laughs> yeah, my doctor's like, hey, you have a gondola. And I'm like, what? I have a small Italian boat for traverses canals? <laughs> well, it did come from a canal. <laughs> oh. Sir, I have some bad news and some good news. The bad news is you have gonorrhea. The good news is it's waiting. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Legion of Renob Season 4, Episode 6. Thanks for listening. We are officially still doing a podcast. It surprised everyone. All our fans are gone. <laughs> it's 2070. They're all old. They're all robots We were now. cryogenically frozen, but we came back to continue this podcast. <laughs> Disney also came back and he said... Now we're all out of the ice. I'm going to acquire you guys for Disney Plus Plus. Minus. <laughs> Disney Plus Plus Minus. That seems like Dragonface's sign he drew, drew to do recruits. Like, and the S is backwards and there's a five in the middle of it and it's all upside down. Mickey Mouse is real weird now. He's like half mouse, half dragon face. Oh. If anyone represents Disney's listening, please buy us out. <laughs> I will sell out in a second. Yes. If you give us two million dollars, we will all quit our jobs and also delete this entire podcast off the internet. <laughs> oh my gosh, someone would pay us to delete it. Yes. They're gonna make us say misogynist things so they can cancel us for good boy points. <laughs> I was about to get on SNL. <laughs> I was this close. You so, want me to say what? Dragon face does what for a sword? What if that's our long con? Chris is like the most innocent guy ever, but we've been paying him to say these raunchy, terrible no, things. You guys have been saying it and just inserting my voice over it. It's one of those things. Where it's like, a deep fake. Yeah, you watch. It's like Arrested Development, where like the news is like, now don't edit this to say. 
I killed so and so. Keep finding words in my vocabulary. And Hi, my it. name is Chris, and kill her, kill her. <laughs> Clark likes redheads. Do not believe the past. I shot JFK. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald was innocent. <laughs> So we have a shout out. Uh, Curtis just became a patron. We also might have read this earlier, but thank you, Curtis. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Curtis. His address is 1414 (laughs) Brooklyn Boulevard, Miami, New York. (laughs) I love Miami, New York. Our second one, we're going to have Bobby read it, even though he wasn't involved in it. Jared Miller commented on your video, Legion of Renob presents Digimon the movie, Fandub Part 1. <laughs> you guys always bring a smile to my face and a laugh. Glad to support you every month on Patreon. Thank you so much, Jared. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, that was a uh, April Ludgate from Parks and Rec reading a shout out. <laughs> Oh, I dig it. Ooh, April Ludgate. Uh, so you might be like, obviously this Jared's a cool guy, but what is he talking about? Digimon. <laughs> That's right. Leisure Renob, a D&D comedy podcast, apparently redubbed the Digimon movie for some reason. <laughs> we got part one right now, but who knows? Yeah, it's on all of our social media, on our Discord, or just go on Vimeo and look up Legion Renob. I'm sure it'll come up. Part two is coming with the Kingdom Hearts podcast. Part two, I promise. Any day now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really fun, and we voice the characters, and Tony plays a Digimon. I'm starting to think Tony isn't in this outro. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> nope, he's not here. <laughs> Damn it. Wait, Tony, Tony just skedaddled? We knew he wasn't here. I meant to bring it up earlier. Wait. Uh, I don't know what you're talking why about. Did he, wait, right why did he? Wait, why did? Wait, why did he leave? Why did? Why wasn't I told I could be not here for this? <laughs> Shut up, Clark. <laughs> you're the glue that holds us together. You piece of shit. <laughs> it's a red glue. It's a red glue. <laughs> it's a red glue. <laughs> if we are all Clark's nuts, you're the Velma Dinkley foot that's smashing us into submission. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> we have one more thing to cover I've got better things to do Velma porn <laughs> Russell's <laughs> We have one more thing to cover Speaking of Patreon Cover, cover Clark's nuts and Velma Fucking flab What is happening <laughs> Disney paid him to say that that does not. That they is not. Yeah, they Walt don't you, own own Scooby Doo. Say, Walt, you told me I could say that. <laughs> Walt, <laughs> he faked his death and he's on the podcast. He didn't fake his death. He openly cryogenically froze his head. Oh, here comes the Disney lawsuit over property they own. Uh, it's me, Walt. Uh, me and Chris agree on Clark's fetish for Velma. It's real weird, but I'm also into it. So I get where he's coming from. <laughs> This is Michael Eisner signing out. <laughs> Walty, I used to bring Ann Margaret in. Best redhead you ever seen. Stomp on my dick for days. Oh, God. <laughs> that Velma chick, though, not a redhead, but I can still dig it, Clark. Back to you. <laughs> Thank you. I am officially calling the end of the podcast. We had a good first six episodes of the fourth season. Uh, I- those mini mouse costumes. <laughs> you think those heels were just for show? Nah. Those stilettos bring the heat. If if you are into paying dominatrixes to stomp on you and your genitals, that's okay. As long as everyone is a consenting adult, that's cool. Now back to patreon.com slash Legion of Renob. Chris, we recently covered a comic book. Why is this outro still going? <laughs> that's what I usually ask, but now it's our turn. Yep. Uh, so if you've ever said... <laughs> If you've ever thought of one of your heroes and you're like, oh, yeah, you know what he should be doing with his life? Going to Middle Earth and doing the opposite of everything he's ever done in every other version of himself. Well, Chris says Middle Earth. 
which makes it sound like Batman. That's right. It's a Batman comic, by the way. Is going to. I guess we shouldn't have spoiled that, huh? Oh shit! Let's cut that, yeah. Dylan. Dylan. Dylan, please Dylan. cut that. Dylan, we're starting over. Dylan, cut the whole outro. We're starting from the beginning. <laughs> Thank Keep God. All of the Clark things. <laughs> <laughs> Walt here. It's just, it's just Clark going. What's going on? Why are we still here? <laughs> Why is Walt Disney talking about that? <laughs> Walt here You ever been in an arm lock By a man in a Donald Duck costume And you're like Well this just made my day I sold missiles to Cuba <laughs> <laughs> The Cuban Missile Crisis Sure a couple people might have died But I made a fat buck and came in my pants More like the Cuban Missile Nice <laughs> <laughs> I hope that picked up so Chris, we covered a Batman comic book recently. Okay, we're back connected. Chris, we covered a Batman comic book on Patreon recently. This what, is true. What'd you think about it? So this is what I think. I think DC, in its infinite wisdom, not like Walt Disney, <laughs> they they said, hey, 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 Neil, uh, Neil, just. Try to keep it under control, okay? Just use Batman, but do something normal. And Neil goes, nah, fam. I'm going to do whatever I want to. Uh, yeah. This is what happened. Yeah, this is the weirdest, most absurd fever dream of a Batman book ever. Um, it's not a Batman book. It is a guy that happens to kind of look like Batman. It, don't go into this comic book thinking that anything Batman does is Batman-esque. It's really more like, we can't even use the same, we've talked about this before, you can't even use the Batman voice with him, it just doesn't match. No. It's real weird. Yeah, it's it's just kind of a loony that happened to wear his costume, and you're like, oh, where is Batman in this story? Where is this poor sick man? <laughs> I recommend you do not read the book, but I do recommend you listen to our podcast. Yes, I think, I, I do think you could, like, read along and gain some, because we talk about the visuals. Don't yeah. read it on your own for your own safety. No, don't do it. I would say, when we mention something you think is funny, Google image it, maybe. If possible, yeah. Or just listen and be like, wow, that sounds crazy, I'm glad my eyeballs don't have to... <laughs> now, you might be like, ah, they're probably over-exaggerating the reaction. This is a real clip of me on the podcast, and I act out a little on the show. This is not me acting out. This is actually how I felt. I believe it was 2 in the morning when we did this. It was a little late, but <laughs> here it is. And Dylan put in breakdown.mp3 here. Patreon.com slash Legion of Renob. Batman no. hit the button and killed him. Yes, that, that's gone. That. We don't worry about that. Don't worry about Ruben Irons. Don't worry about Trigger. Don't worry about that dude. None of that matters. In this universe, you have to pick out certain things that matter. Aquaman doesn't matter. Ubu does not matter. Man Bat no longer matters. Hollow Earth, Bach, Sensei, Murder. The train does not matter. You have to follow this. Okay, you know how in Christianity, you gotta like pick and choose. You gotta pick and choose. You'd be like, oh, well, you can't eat shellfish. You can't wear. You can't wear clothing of two different kinds of fabrics. You gotta be like, well, you, you pick and choose. You pick and choose. You pick choose. You're like, you don't murder people. You, it's, it's okay to eat shellfish. Alright, folks, it's me and Tyler now. Which is on a mental breakdown. Patreon.com slash Legion of Renob. Wow, what a story. See, now you think, oh, what a story, Lisa. Uh, you'd think that's like, a, that only happens once we leave the table, but most of the episodes, one of us has some sort of <laughs> screaming match with the book. Or each other. Or each other. I, I challenge Neil many times with death matches. Neil's the writer and artist, yeah, who Chris won't refer to him by his last name as a sign of disrespect. I don't respect him. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's a lot of fun. Um, due to a technical error, only people who were there for the clip just heard it. <laughs> so Clark and Bobby and Tony can't respond to it. Well, it wasn't a technical error so much as Bobby just leaving the room. I am a technical error. <laughs> what do you think, uh, 
What do you think Walt thinks of like the DC universe? Walt Disney thinks about the DC universe. If I can make it a ride, I'll make it a ride. Well, what about the Marvel universe? I I like that they're leaning away from just like straight white male protagonists. Too Walt, many women characters. <laughs> A lot of people know that Oswald the Rabbit was my character before Mickey. What they don't know was Oswald was not nearly as racist as Mickey Mouse. (laughs) They unfroze my head so I could watch Avengers Endgame, my biggest profit scheme so far. By the time I was finished, I said, wow, that's a lot of women. (laughs) They allow dames in movies now. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, you know what? I just sold the rights to Avatar to buy this podcast. This is Walt Disney signing out. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, thank you for listening to the Legion of... Wait, I'm being handed... The Legion of Disney? (laughs) No, this is not an Disney-affiliated podcast, and all of these things were said in comedy. Please don't sue us. Thank you. This is Walt Disney (laughs) signing out. Thank you. Good night. Like Chloe Grace Lonetz. <laughs> okay, today. No, Lonetz is her arch rival. God. This is the, from our no, universe. No, that's a Dr. Seuss story about the, the tree guy. The tree that's guy. the Lorax. Tree can, can we just Can we just talk about the hot cop from Sly Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> she gets uncomfortably less clothes as the games go on. I just beat recently beat Sly 4, and I was worried about my girlfriend coming in. <laughs> you're, you're not going to mention like, the, uh, the segment in... He's like, that's what I call you, baby! In Sly 3, where she grows to a giantess and you have to climb up her body. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Anybody God. else remember that? No! Yeah, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Also, uh, my girlfriend, for some reason, wouldn't cosplay as her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She just got really upset when I asked her. <laughs> anyway, let's get into D. <laughs> it's Carmelita or Crystal from Star Fox. Good choice. <laughs> Oh, fun fact, it wasn't for I was convention. Googling Crystal the other day, as I do. And <laughs> it was safe search off, <laughs> as you do. Danielle had a necklace that looks like it. Oh. <laughs> looks like a necklace she wore. I thought. I was wrong. <laughs> anyway, if you type in Crystal I spent Starbucks, so much time staring at that <laughs> necklace. I went through like eight pages of Google. <laughs> crystal. The fourth recommendation is Crystal X Reader. Mm-hmm. For those of you not in the know... Fan fiction will put an X when it ships two people. So it would be like Len- Lenny X Dragonface would be Lenny and Dragonface having sex. Nice. So Crystal X Reader means someone Crystal wrote fan fiction <laughs> where Crystal fucks you. Oh. <laughs> and it's the fourth most recommended search for Crystal. Oh. <laughs> so that's a Patreon level to make Chris read that. <laughs> I am not doing that. For all of King Midas' silver. <laughs> If you donate two hundred dollars a month, every outro we're gonna have a Chris read. <laughs> Crystal. Oh god. Chris reads one paragraph. That, that'll be the Patreon tier. You just chime in with any fictional character, and we will find fanfic of them and read. Two hundred dollars a month, baby. The only fanfic I read if it's an Aragon fanfic, <laughs> that elf chick. Because that story I is like shit. Oh, yes, I want you to fuck me, lad. <laughs> Man, Chris, I'm sorry there's no fanfiction for that except a fucking shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> the best of Aragon and Arya fanfiction. Aragon's um, the dragon, right? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry for bringing the Sean Connery voice again. I got my fictions yeah, that incorrect. That was really creepy. I don't know what Clark's. <laughs> no, I was. No, 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 I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was thinking. You get out of that crystal, young lady. <laughs> I, I was thinking Dragonheart. 
My son was my son was Indiana Jones and he hunted crystals. <laughs> now I'm about to hunt your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm asking Sean Connery as Andros. <laughs> you know I control the galaxy. <laughs> you may see me as just a head and a couple of heads, but I swear to God, two galaxies away in this monkey cock. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not a cock the size of your spaceship coming for crystal. <laughs> this is a D&D podcast or a fucking like... Oh, God. I don't know what kind of podcast. Also, Chloe podcast. I found I clicked a random uh, Aragon fan fiction and controlled F to Arya. Oh boy! His longest hours were wasted next to his loved one with Arya, their hands entwined, <laughs> the light within her eyes slowly leaving. <laughs> so apparently she dies in this fan yeah. fiction. Yeah, death is the sexiest thing. Oh, I'll look up Sean Connery. <laughs> no. <laughs> Clark, 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 what Clark, have I done? Uh, Sean Connery X De Niro. Maybe this was all like a clever ploy by Clark. By put, it, like he's incepting our audience. Like he's like, oh yeah, I definitely didn't mean to see Crystal and Sean Connery. So then someone out there is like, you know what? I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Clark reads it. Everyone's happy. Oh. Okay, bad news. There is none of that, but I did find James Bond Harry Potter fan fiction, <laughs> so I'll start reading that now. Harry. No, no, we are doing D D now. A special metaphor you had, <laughs> Dumbledore quickly picked up on Mr. Bond's mood. Now that I've had my say, M, may I take leave of your office? M nodded, serenely ignoring the smoking powder keg sitting across from her. Very good. We must get together for time, sometime for some tea, just like the old days. <laughs> Before he left, he said, Oh, Mr. Bond, Harry's already here, and he's looking forward to meeting you. Good day. <laughs> so we'll just go through this, and whatever love interest is there, we'll replace with Crystal. <laughs>